May 27th, 1967, the USS John F. Kennedy is officially launched by Jackie Kennedy and also Marilyn Monroe and also Gene Tierney and also Marlene Dietrich, Judith Campbell, Inga Arvud, Anita Ekberg, Ellen Romich. Dude fucked a lot, basically, is what I'm saying. The Pete Davidson of his day. (laughs) (laughs) I am er, uh, sad. Please (laughs) suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to fuck around and find out, please consult your luck, your local Local library. library. Listen, I mean, in the age of book bannings, it is yeah true. <laughs> also, yeah, Jen used to work at a public library. Like a lot of people came in and fucked around and found out that you can get banned from the library for doing foilies in the bathroom. Right. You fuck around and find out about like the origins of fascism or yeah about Native American massacres. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, just uh, a really a Cormac just Blood Meridian. Yeah, it really goes well with uh, the library system's new uh, catchphrase. Give a fuck. Read a book. (laughs) I I feel like when I was a very when I was like elementary, middle school age, like I fucked around and found out about how to destroy something on SimCity. That's really why I would go to the library. Oh, yeah. You just type in fund and you get unlimited money. (laughs) <laughs> never have to pay it oh, back the days of uh the days of those uh cheat codes you can enter oh, in blizzard man. games by type them in uh, that's that's a throwback you know what that this is a cheat code to start the show after we've started the show i think I we've started the show already yeah this is basic we're um, in it <laughs> we're soaking which in means it. i'm gonna say welcome to the revisionist that's right oh. i'm switching it up this time uh i'm taking the lead freaky little uh, switch All right. um uh <laughs> yeah, this is usually why I take the lead. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brian Flynn. We're, we've got a rhythm, and I I don't know what to do if I'm the the second in this in this boy train. Uh, <laughs> and uh, bringing up the caboose on this boy train, um, <laughs> Mitch Jones. Welcome back. Hello, to the show. I'm the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I also didn't introduce myself, and I'm Zach Powers. <laughs> Shit. Did I throw off the rhythm? Was I not supposed to speak? No, no, like, no. Where, where, where you... is Brian going to throw in the intro music? Is it now? <laughs> it's sometime. Maybe it's just running underneath this whole thing. Maybe it'll come like in between the actual and the alternate. We don't know at this point. We're getting experimental. This is going to be some David Lynch shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're also joined by a the weird fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> and a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon or whatever. <laughs> I think even our, our wildest alternate histories have no match for Twin Peaks The Return. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. None of them have featured a man sweeping a floor for like seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my alternate I'm... history is basically based on a racer head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. My actual history does have a man sweeping a floor for seven minutes. I've not watched <laughs> Twin Peaks The Return yet. Um, I've swept a floor for seven minutes, so that is a thing that has happened in actual history. <laughs> <laughs> um, listeners, welcome back to the show. We've had a bit of a hiatus because I have had 
a series of illnesses. And also we are adults with adult things happening to us. Um, yeah, I have but, responsibilities to, I mean, unlike Brian, not to children. So <laughs> just to myself and my significant other, mostly. <laughs> and cats. You have cats. That's true. We have two cats who are uh, very, you know, as precious as as bundles of light. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out for the cats, because if not, they'll be like, hey, so we're going to eat his bones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cats oh, they'll are turn sneaky. against you. Yeah. They're conspiring. I don't like it. They're I mean, not conspiring like against me. I've made sure of that. I've made sure they're happy and fulfilled. When the cat revolution happens, I will be among I'll be spared. I for one welcome our feline overlords. Yeah, yeah. they'll say he always gave wet. <laughs> he filled the bird feeders that we might be entertained. Yeah, they'll let you oversee like the hair tie mines or whatever. <laughs> this slave picks up our shit with regularity <laughs> at first your cat voice sounded mildly robotic and now it is getting a little more like mid-atlantic fdr type accent that i'm kind of yeah. digging i don't know i i'm imagining cats with like big like brains that like they've evolved to have the big like pulsating brains like we are from the outer regions <laughs> i i mean i'm really envisioning like uh what is it in, in fucking clockwork orange luca vanko treatment where but instead of just like slides oh, of yeah. chaos it it's just every single cat's asshole uh, <laughs> I think maybe yeah. something like that. I, look, that's not a movie I've watched since I was in high school. For I have once, a number once of is enough. reasons. I watched I mean, it for my other podcast, the movie trap a couple of years ago. Oh man. Well, listener, yeah, there's, there's interesting things going on in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not terrible. Um, but actually, sorry, Zach, if you want to do like the, Sure. What we do on the show. This is a podcast. Um, if you didn't know that already, I mean, I don't know how you got here, but I'm I'm glad you're along for the ride, I guess. Uh basically, uh podcast is an audio format you listen to that's like radio, but you, you do just Wikipedia podcast for uh, that. You download it, you can listen to whatever you want. It's saved in perpetuity until Disney Plus pulls it from the platform. <laughs> that erases <laughs> it from history. Um, but uh, this particular podcast, uh, they can be about anything. If you want to, you know, learn about history, you can do that. If you want to become fucking alt-right, hey, man, you can find it. Um, this one's not about either of those things, except it's about the first one. Uh, <laughs> um uh yeah this is an alternate history podcast it's comedy history uh in this podcast uh myself brian and a guest in this case mitch that's me about, that is mitch yeah uh you heard it here first that's him um talk about a person or event from history in this case it'll be a person uh and uh one of us gives the true state sanctioned uh, uh or more accurately wikipedia sanctioned uh account of that person place of or or event from history um that noun from history and uh 
one of us gives an alternate version that can be as crazy batshit bananas as that person deems fit. Uh, and at the end, the third party, in this case, that'll be me, uh, will vote on which becomes the true history of, uh, am I still doing this? Our brilliant blue spinning iridescent marble. Am I still saying that going forward? Um, it's nostalgic at this point for when it was <laughs> habitable. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, then you, the, the listener, uh, will also have the opportunity to vote and sway the, the scales a little bit, uh, in, uh, on various social media platforms. So if you want to do that, you can, um, but that is basically the premise of the show. We are in the middle of a run about pirates. Uh, yeah. Who are, uh, uh, often is romanticized as Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow, but in real life as terrible as regular Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> um, and this time we are talking about uh, a guy named, what's his name? Jean Latif? Uh, Lafitte. Lafitte. Jean Lafitte. Uh, so uh, a very uh, French sort of Savoir name. Uh, I don't know much about him. <laughs> Because uh, I didn't do the research parts. Um, That's right. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's no other business, I guess we can jump into the actual uh, the actual discussion here. Yeah. Um, as always, before I start, I want to say my sources are uh, one in particular very excellent write up on a website called FrenchQuarter.com, um, and oui, also oui. Um, Texas Which Highways. Is weirdly, just about Louisiana. <laughs> um texas highways wikipedia and uh we'll see uh i'm gonna call this one out as we read it but if you do go down to the french quarter in new orleans uh knowledge oh, he's actually from there i assumed it was a french website that uh just <laughs> coincidentally has some of name. <laughs> um i assume i assume there's got to be of like all the U.S. cities, people in France probably have the strongest affinity for New Orleans. Because um, I, I hate to keep bringing it back to this topic, but French Quarter does sound like a French like neo-Nazi group. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, Nobody no. expects the French Quarter. <laughs> Weirdly enough, we'll also be talking about the Spanish Inquisition near the end of this. Mm. Um, I didn't expect that. I yeah, know. right. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. John Cleese, you'll be dead to me. That's who, you were dead to me as soon as you got on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah. You're an old you man. Fucking, you're an old turf. Yeah. Um, but if you go down to Nolens, the Big Easy, uh, Crescent City, the old Bayou Bambi, um, you can head to a bar. David Simon's third best show. <laughs> really? Third? Fourth? Fifth? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say it's I'm amazed it cracked the top three. Yeah. Uh, I guess if we're counting miniseries, yeah, yeah, if we're not. It's like it's maybe still third best show. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can head to a bar that actually seems a little less tourist trappy than you'd expect, but still more than you'd want in a bar. Um, it's a place called Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop Bar, uh, and it has. Four out of five stars on Yelp, and uh, it serves something called a voodoo daiquiri, which sounds like something my mom would have like split with one of her divorced friends. 
back in the day. Um, the bar is cramped and dimly lit. Uh, and someone left a one star review saying that they did fracture their ankle trying to find their way around in the bar. Um, but despite that, the bar remains a draw, mainly because uh, I mean that an- sounds like a skill problem to me. <laughs> That I that may have been the owner's response on uh on Yelp. But uh the building dates from the 18th century, and it was the headquarters of the famous pirate brothers, Pierre and Jean Lafitte. Um a family pirate uh franchise. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yeah, like you sorry. I was gonna say, uh, pirates are always usually portrayed as like weird loners, uh, and if they do, they have like a crew, but they're like weirdly abusive of them. Yeah, and it's like it's like they're they either abandoned their family or like their family abandoned them. Their family died. It's a very like Disney. Not this time. You got the Cohen brothers of the pirate world here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> B- before we get too excited about them, they suck shit. So let's just prepare ourselves for that. Um. Jean and Pierre were born somewhere. Um, Jean alternatively gives, he gives like multiple answers through multiple sources. One is uh, like Bordeaux in France or um, Bayonne, France, not of course, fabulous Bayonne, New Jersey, um, home of the world's only natural habitat for tracksuits or um, the French colony of Saint-Domingue, which, uh, we today know as Haiti. Um, we we do also know uh, we know his exact. This is kind of fucked up for this time period because it was like it was seventeen eighty uh, June. Some we know he was a Libra. Basically, we know his exact birth date. We just don't know where. Um, but we do we know his do we know his rising sign? Is the question. <laughs> No, yeah, I what time was he born at? Yeah, I couldn't get we, times. I would if you're gonna his... date Jean Lafitte, you gotta fucking find out what his star chart is. Yeah, I mean, also for someone who does not really give that much of a shit about astrology, I really like astrology memes. So I did find out all my, my <laughs> sun, moon, and rising signs, uh, which Aquarius sun, cancer moon, Scorpio rising. Uh I found mine out too. Uh Aquarius sun, Aquarius moon, a different one rising that I forgot. Virgo. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that that yeah. sounds right. This guy's probably like pirate as- astrology though. He's like, yeah. I'm a bird on my shoulder rising. <laughs> I got a eye patch moon and a peg leg sun. <laughs> Scurvy sun. Um Scurvy moon, scurvy, scurvy rising, baby. Um, yeah, I'm a scurvy dog, you see. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just gonna. Siri, can dogs get scurvy? No. Okay. Um, cool. Safe. It's a feline disease. <laughs> oh no! Watch um, out, Zach. <laughs> Your cats have scurvy. They're in the other room. It, it's not the 28 days later, like fe- <laughs> anger virus or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and also, when it's a feline, is that a disease that felines are susceptible to or one they created? 
Oh shit! They created shit. it in a lab in Meowhan. Yeah, is this a is this a Rise of the Planet of the Apes situation where they got their own little? Anybody remember that movie? No. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. It, it'd be like cats together strong, but if you, I don't think you could get cats to team up because they would just annoy each other too much and then like go to sleep. That's yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but so. Things are a little fuzzy for his early adolescence. Uh, we do know that if he did live uh, or was born in Saint Domingue, uh, it was around 1805 that uh, he and Pierre opened the blacksmith shop in New Orleans. And that is partly because in 1804, the Haitian Revolution started. Um, and you know, Haitian Revolution is one of my favorite things to talk about in history. It's not something we could really get into a lot in the podcast because it's not necessarily comedy fodder uh, because it's one of the most brutal things to have ever happened in this hemisphere. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, it was not necessarily a good place to be a white French dude around those times. Um, so. He and his brother fucked off to New Orleans. Um, not just white French dudes, but uh, we're going to get into these guys. Uh, they started their careers as they were called smugglers in a lot of sources. Uh, a lot of sources, especially that are Southern. Um, and you can kind of see where this is going. But they used their knowledge of the swamps uh, and bayous of the Delta to bring in quote-unquote illicit goods and those goods were uh human beings enslaved people um who the lafitte brothers took from the caribbean and snuck into the u.s um which this is starting a little bit before but also going on after 1808 when the u.s banned the importation of uh importation of slaves which of course didn't stop it at all uh because the U.S. government didn't actually really give a shit, um, which I, I know everyone listening is shocked. So I'll give everyone a minute to Whoa, collect what? their monocles off the floor. <laughs> Wait, they were an ineffective piece of shit government back then, too. <laughs> I know. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It turns out the hell you say not even not even in like. By the time you hit the Adams administration, you've already jumped the shark. Not even that Washington wasn't that good either. Listen, uh, presidents, turns out, are bad. Still better than kings. Um, so are they better than kings? Yes, but not by enough. Not by enough. <laughs> so listeners, let's try to square that fucking complicated circle um, for a little bit. Um, Pierre uh, was the face of the operation running the blacksmith shop and uh, doing the sales, making the connections. Uh, but Jean was the pirate. Um, he set up operations in a swamp to the south of Nolens, um called, I, I fucking love this, called Barataria, I believe. Uh, and I only found one source that would translate this. Uh, and they say it means, quote, dishonesty at sea, <laughs> which is a very specific word. 
and I don't know what language it's supposed to be from. <laughs> Because it's certainly not French, because I know French, and none of those words fit in Barataria. Uh, you go down there in the swamplands in Barataria. It's probably Cajun. <laughs> yeah, it might. It might. Uh, it honestly might be. Yeah. Fucking sound like Nicolas Cage in any of the movies he did for a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know these swamps like the back of my hand. That's a that's a good that's a good cage. I gotta say. Thanks. I've been I've been practicing. I don't want to be a voice actor. Mm, yeah. Feels yeah. like my skull's on fire, but I'm good. Thanks for the water. <laughs> In the Nick Cage animated series that's also not starring Nick Cage. Right. The unauthorized yeah. Nick Cage animated series. Sean Lafitte might have been the Nick Cage of his day. Yeah, I Yeah, maybe. Nick Cage seems like at least a respectable enough person. Maybe I missed something. Uh, Jean Lafitte, we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah, There's... Nick Cage, I think the biggest controversy about Nick Cage is that he's fi- financially irresponsible mm-hmm. and buys castles and shit. I think the biggest thing I know of with Nick Cage is that he bought like smuggled dinosaur skulls mm-hmm. uh, for for one of his aforementioned castles. Uh, which also does tie into the bad with money. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure he returned the skulls. Yes, he did. He did return the skull. Um, which that's why he was allowed to make that movie with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I also just of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Sorry, I did also just where the skull him, like, was also returned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone, this this episode sponsored by the new Indiana Jones, whatever the fuck movie it's called. The Dial of Destiny. Oh, that's right. It's... A lukewarm response. Yeah. That's I missed the desert. Where it premiered? Why did it premiere at Cannes? What? I don't know. <laughs> I missed that fucking detail. Oh man, so many berets were flipped and flopped. <laughs> oh, Zutalur, what is this Indiana Jones? <laughs> I go to see the movie about this Diana Jones. <laughs> uh, you, I thought it was about a young girl's sexual awakening. <laughs> Starring Jerry Lewis somehow. <laughs> uh, Mama, th- no, wait, that's Italian. Uh, Mama, never mind. <laughs> this, this is Mama the Super Wea, Mario movie. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they, uh, they formed the center of a pirate colony community, their co-op, whatever you want to call it. Um, and these were like fucking, these were like silver age pirates. Cause like the golden age of piracy is typically considered like the late 1600s to like early 1700s. Is so, it the is it the same in pirates as it is in DC comics? Yes, where, that's like, right. The Silver Age is where <laughs> yes. like the Joker was like, "I'll rob a bank with a whoopee cushion." Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. These pirates, yeah. they 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 don't stab you; they just bend their cutlass and spank you on the butt with it. Uh, there's the fucking like great kazoo show up. Is that DC comics or am I thinking of Flintstones? Well, that's in Flintstones. Flintstones yeah. That is definitely Flintstones. Okay. But oddly enough, 
Hanna Barbera is owned by Warner Brothers, which is owned by you know also owns DC. <laughs> yeah. So look, it comes full circle, baby. Uh, corporate conglomeration. Let's talk about the best thing ever and why suddenly you can't watch anything you like uh, on the TV you pay for. Um, anyway, like they when you think of like golden age pirates, you typically think more swashbuckling like adventure the more romantic image and like we've talked about with some of these other people how that is not necessarily grounded in fact uh a lot of the time but there are aspects of it that are true um so the silver age pirates are (laughs) they're just like business people basically like whenever one of lafitte's men were caught uh they hired they like had a law firm in New Orleans on retainer called Livingston and Ginner. Uh, and they just like bailed them out using lawyers and not, you know, like a sword and a cannon. Um, so these are some cuck ass pirates, basically. They're just out wandering around, parading the streets with their buddies. Um, and that bar that I mentioned at the beginning, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop Bar, which is a clumsy name. Uh, for a bar, but if you do want to sponsor us, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop Bar, uh, don't don't listen to what I'm about to say. Um, but that bar was their front, and so they ended up selling slaves out of the very bar tourists now go to to get shit house before their voodoo ghost tour or whatever uh, else happens in the French Quarter. Um. But, going to see Nicolas Cage's uh, gravestone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Man, I heard he was a Dracula. <laughs> Recently, he was. Yeah. 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 Um, I heard I, that was based on a true story. <laughs> oh man i I have not seen Renfield yet uh, because the trailers looked fucking obnoxious. Uh, but apparently, it's much better than it looked. So I do kind of want to check that out because uh, also vampires kiss Nicolas Cage is a fucking great thing. Um, I'm doing but, the meme. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> the camera angle was off, but I liked it. It worked. Oh, I shit. came across. I oh, well. there we go. <laughs> I'm doing this on the I'm vamping on an audio medium. Where to, way to go, Mitch. <laughs> literally, <laughs> <vamping>. literally. Fuck. <laughs> Hey, these guys. You guys are all right. We haven't missed the beat. (laughs) Um, so they're hanging around in Barataria uh until about 1814 when they're chased off by the governor uh of Louisiana, Governor Claiborne. Um, and so they sort of end up wandering around for a little bit, but it's not long after this that he's approached by the British army. Uh, British Navy, sorry, um, who invited the Lafitte brothers to uh, join them in the War of 1812 against the Americans. Um, and this this is something that's a little... The exact motivations here are a little murky, uh, but basically the Lafitte's refuse to join with the British. Uh, they then go back and offer their service to the governor who just like chased them off their pirate colony. Um, 
and the governor like doesn't like them because there's like oh you're pirates um one of the sources i was reading said like the people in power didn't like them because they cut into their profits and i'm just like well you're also slave traders so it's definitely possible that they were cutting into your profits uh because everyone's a ghoul in this story um but so the governor rebuffed them whether the lafitte was looking for like clemency maybe is a, a strong theory or even just like a negotiating tactic of like oh we could join the british what will you offer us if we join you um the governor rebuffed them but then they finally find a kindred spirit uh someone who will accept their service in the war and it is another total fucko uh it's a man named general andrew jackson whoa it's like they're building the expendables of being pieces of shit (laughs) yeah it's like a suicide suicide squad of people i wish were dead (laughs) what are we some sort of suicide squad i know that wasn't nicholas cage but a Nicolas Cage impression will double as a Will Smith in a pinch. <laughs> well, I I don't know how you do the math on that, but I I won't I won't question you. Um, Jackson employed the Lafitte's smuggler navy, uh, in part to like defend the city of New Orleans from the British. The British were basically the goal of their like Louisiana campaign was to capture like basically control the Mississippi. Um, the U S had already like done the Louisiana purchase. Um, but the, um, the British could effectively cut off all that new territory if they controlled the Mississippi. Um, but also like they had the Lafitte smuggle supplies to U S troops. Um, and depending on who you ask, they, they helped. Who might I ask? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> different different people if you if you were to go up to someone who is like wearing a t-shirt that said i heart andrew jackson and find him unproblematic and also don't really understand how timeline works mm-hmm. um they might say that this intervention in the battle of new orleans was the climactic moment of the war of 1812 um other people might say that the war had actually been over for two weeks uh, when the Treaty of Ghent was signed, uh, although it hadn't made its way back to to North America by that point. Um, but it was still signed and just like waiting to be ratified. So kind of a wash, I guess. It's like I don't to me, it's like Resident Evil four where you find a typewriter to say that. And then you're like, maybe I'll keep going. Maybe there's another one real close by and you don't get there. And you're just like, I, I have to go down to dinner. Mom's calling me. Uh, and <laughs> Pause you just... it and turn the TV off to save the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you should do. But, you know, I I could not usually go back to video gaming after dinner. Um, but this is not about my anger at my parents. You know, weak um, stomach. <laughs> It's true. I usually my my home routine was come home, homework, do some video games, eat dinner, violently shit for four hours, and then Conan, and then bed. Um, nice. The barbarian which, or the comedian? The comedian. Yeah. 
the violent shitting kept me from having to watch Leno, which was fine. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, regardless of how you feel about the Battle of New Orleans, um, the Lafitte's are given a pardon, uh, a both state, I believe, both state and federal pardon, but just like a fucking good ass pardon uh, for their help in winning the battle. And immediately after getting the pardon, they go back to crime. Um, but this time they base themselves uh, out of Galveston Island outside Texas and sailed their ships around the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, and it was around this time that Jean accepted an offer. Uh, I think actually both brothers, but John in particular accepted an offer to spy for Spain against the U S uh, as more and more American settlers were pouring into Spanish Texas uh, mm. at that point. Um, the Mexican uh, Mexican independence was sort of in the, it was a pretty chaotic time in the region, um, but they accept an offer to spy against the U S um, and there's a lot of contradictory things that Jean Lafitte has like purportedly said about his life. One of them, I mean, two of them was that he was an American patriot, uh, which the whole sp spying for Spain against the U.S. kind of undercuts a little bit. Um, but also he claimed at some point that he specifically hated Spain. Um, and would do anything to undermine them and would only like target Spanish ships. Um, and Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck gazpacho, he said. <laughs> Fuck reasonable afternoon nap times for everyone. Um, he he claimed to be descended from uh, like a Sephardic Jewish grand great grandmother. Uh, somewhere along his mother's line, uh, whose family were forcibly converted during the Inquisition. Okay. And I thought that was going to be a wilder claim. When you said he claimed to be descended from, I thought it was going to be like Moses or like <laughs> Jesus Christ or or yeah, I thought it was going to be way wilder than like the I'm part Jewish kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's wild in the context of not ever really being able to tell if this guy is lying yeah, um yeah but I mean, yeah people, no it's a people, reasonable it's a reasonable people lie about that all that they lie that they're part whatever all the time but like usually when it's a figure in history lying about their uh background it's like you know i'm descended from you yeah. know frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> my my grandfather's left hand was used for Frankenstein. <laughs> I, if I were like grading college application essays and that was fucking on there, yeah, you'd be getting into you'd be getting into <laughs> Brian's college. Really Brian's easy. college. Ask us about our Latin motto contest. <laughs> Please give us one. Um, <laughs> But so there's a lot that is, like I said, up in the air about what this guy claimed um, because he was not ever 
subtle about being a pirate. So he didn't like he was able to sort of try to do marketing on the level other pirates didn't do. Um, Man, he really was a Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. The, the more we talk about it. Yeah. Very much a Sparrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> the feds tried uh, chasing him. Um, and eventually the feds, the Navy uh, forced him out of Galveston in 1820. And he and his brother disappeared into the Yucatan. And Jean was never uh, proven to be seen alive again. Uh, we know Pierre died in 1821 uh, in a, a town in the Yucatan that I did not write down. Um, and it's generally presumed um, that Jean also probably died wandering around the Yucatan Peninsula uh, around this time, which is a very reasonable thing. However, um, a person claiming to be a descendant of Jean Lafitte published a journal in 1950 um, titled, I believe, just like uh, the mem- the journals of Jean Lafitte pirate or whatever, um, or like memoirs of memoirs of a pirate, whatever, something like that. Um, published that in 1950 that claimed to be the preserved journals of Jean Lafitte, where uh, if that if the claims made in that journal are true, uh, he lived out the rest of his life in the Midwest um, until about like the 1850s, where he just died of like natural non-pirate related causes. Um, <laughs> most most scholars uh, tend to either dismiss this outright um, or view it with a heavy dose of skepticism. It's one of those things where it's never been concretely like disproven through any means. Um, so it's always something that is plausible, but who knows? I think it's personally way more likely to die in sort of the Mexican rainforest area uh, instead of, you know, Kansas. Um, although also <laughs> preferable, yeah. to be fair. What, Much rather, what's a pirate doing dying so far inland? You, yeah. You say that, but uh, I don't know anybody who's died in the Mexican rainforest, and I know several people who have died in Kansas. So... <laughs> What is my world experience telling me about this? <laughs> it's yeah, true. you're looking at it through a specific lens, a very specific lens. It's true. I, I should I should check my no one I know personally has died in Kansas uh, at the door. Um, has anyone you know died in the Mexican rainforest? N- no, not personally. Yeah, so well, I guess I don't know anyone who has died. Checkmate. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, mom. Um, but um, that is the actual history of Jean and also bonus Pierre Lafitte. Uh, shit bags. A shit bags life for me. <laughs> Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, Mitch, do you have uh, an alternate take on this particular tale? 
Yeah, I do. I got, I was, uh, you can't see this podcast listeners because it's an audio medium, but I was, I was smirking pretty hard when Brian was talking because that's the quote unquote real history, but I got the real four one one on John Lafitte. Think, think of a uh, meme from Jim from the office. And he was doing that the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't like nonstop making the same face at the camera. Right. I was definitely doing bears beats Battlestar Galactica towards the camera <laughs> for a long time. Wait, that's Dwight. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Jean Lafitte, he was born uh, maybe in France, maybe in uh, Saint-Domingue. Is that how you say that? Um, Close. Which is modern-day Haiti. So this dude literally was a pirate of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> so he was, you know, him and his brother Pierre, they're hanging out. They're just being scumbags with feathers in their hats and shit, you know. Uh, big, big old <laughs> I gotta imagine voice. that was like the tap-out t-shirt of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got an affliction? No, I got a, a flamingo feather in my hat. Um, you know, oh, that's a jaunty still, feather, though. We still have scumbags to, today, but they don't put the effort in that scumbags no. of yesteryear used to put in with the feathers in the hat and the the nice embroidered, you know, the nice suits and ruffled <laughs> collars. Right. Yeah, yeah. They 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 wanted to be, you know. They wanted to be a Yankee doodle dandy. So they stuck a feather in their hat and they escaped to new Orleans, Orleans, as they called it. Thank you. Um, but they, uh, they, they opened up a warehouse. And so Jean by day would tend the warehouse. He'd wipe down the counter several times, the same rag, which was suspicious, but it was the 1700s and <laughs> 1800s. So no one, no one had invented being so coyly uh, suspicious yet. Uh, you know, he would do the whistle like, and and like, you know, no one. People thought they were buying goods, but what was actually happening is Pierre Latif was smuggling things yeah. and also people. We found out he'd during have Brian's... the same one whiskey glass that he'd wash for like three hours straight. Mm-hmm. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. You know, and then when he would get done cleaning it, he would just put it down behind the counter and then bring it up like it was a different glass, but we know it's the same glass. Um, <laughs> and so people, people would come to the warehouse and they'd buy smuggled goods, you know? And, and, and so eventually one day um, someone tried to deliver a letter to them and they were like, Hey, is your name Lafitte L A F F I T E? Or are you the Lafitte brothers that spell it L A F I T T E? And they were like, both and then so they got the letter and uh it was it was a it was a letter from an old paramour of one of pierre and jean's um mm. you know they didn't know that they were brothers but also well that term that they used to say for a, two fellas that have had sex with the same lady yes. is no longer viable so we're just going to call them wiener cousins um <laughs> It's, it's a dead ringers jeremy irons in dead ringers situation <laughs> yeah yeah um and so the letter they didn't know if it was to jean or pierre so they were fighting over it um sitcom style mm-hmm. and they ripped it in half and then they put it together and it was actually from an old paramour of one of them who had, and it was a it was an etching of mm. of some very lewd pictures you know mm. what i'm saying like she had to stand still very so 
Jean Lafitte was like, wow, this is great. Um, and he was having people coming in and out of his warehouse. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just love that reaction to the idea of just nudes. Like, wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I might touch I am, myself to this. Yeah. Shiver me timbers, he said, <laughs> which is where the, the saying comes from. Um, <laughs> but so not a lot of people had shoes back in the day. So they would come into the warehouse and they would, you know, just they would be in the streets all day. Um, but these guys were smuggling in very nice things that they were stealing from the English and the Spanish. Um, and so one of these carpets and uh, ended up someone walked with very muddy feet prints on it. And, and then uh, an American aristocrat, an early American aristocrat was like, Hey, can I buy these, this rug with the feet prints all over it? You're Jean Lafitte. Right. And he was like, Oh yeah, I am Jean. I spell it actually L A F E E T. It's I'm Jean Lafitte. And so him and Pierre (laughs) went into business selling feet prints, which was the the precursor (laughs) to wiki feet. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that for a couple years and guess, you know, it was, it's not very prim and proper. So by this time, the UK had been like, Hey, you guys are selling feet etchings, uh, in America, not today. That dog won't hunt Monsignor. Um, so the, <laughs> they started the war of 1812 over the, the Lafitte picks. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they were, they were starting the war and so it turns out, that Pierre wasn't actually, he was kind of a smuggler, but he was getting, it was a yo-ho pirate's life for him. So he got his little brother into it. You know, it was a real departed situation where like they were in too deep, but they couldn't get out. They didn't know who was the rat, who was not the rat. Um, But, you know, the war raged on. Eventually, Andrew Jackson was like, hey, here's 20 bucks. It's got my picture on it. Um, I want you to infiltrate. You and your brother have to infiltrate the British Navy and take them down for America, which is the most American thing two French brothers have ever done. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was like they were like they were kind of like the uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker of the day. They were they had, you know, they were the best and, you know, people don't like them, but they have to come to them for their uh, for their their. skill set you know their powers their their abilities Mm -hmm. um there's a whole section on wikipedia about his powers and abilities but a lot of them just say that his writings never survived because he would always use a secretary to dictate and it was mostly just footprints so people couldn't (laughs) read it um i i do also gotta say vin diesel's powers they definitely extend to an incredibly deep knowledge of riddick lore Sure. Well, and the yeah. whole Pitch Black series, and yeah. uh, Paul Walker's powers include people forgetting that he dated a very, very young person. Yes. Oh yes. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. Well, that's very pirate-like of him. Yeah, uh, to do that based on what uh, we've discussed these last several episodes. Yup. <laughs> yup. Okay. Well, let me do one of these. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, the War of 1812 was raging on. They thought about, should we rename it the War of 1813? Because it's not even fucking 1812 <laughs> anymore. 
Um, but so eventually they were like, all right, well, we're pirates. We got to do some pirate stuff. We got to get into piracy. So one day they, uh, in the, the bay of, of Barabaria, what was it called? Barataria? Uh, Barataria. Berea tacos. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So they were in Berea tacos bay, um, down there in, uh, new Orleans, and in there, it's in the Gulf of Mexico. They, he was known as the terror of the Gulf and they, they noticed some playful dolphins one day. So they, they harnessed, they threw a big rope over some dolphins and they caught like three or four of these things. And basically they rode them out to the middle of the ocean where the British Navy was, is held. And it was kind of like the modern day jet ski. Um, but they were just, <laughs> they were just, of. they were on dolphins, you know, they were just like, <laughs> and they, but they, they did it at night. So no one saw them. So they scaled the British ships and they were like, all right, it's time to do some piracy. How do we take down all the strongest Navy in the world at this point in time? You guessed it piracy. So they snuck oh, in okay. and they used, they, uh, they got, they infiltrated. The answer was in the question. Yes. <laughs> they infiltrated the, the mainframe of all the British ships <laughs> and they, uh, they used lime wire to oh, download okay. some songs. Oh no. Yeah. Lincoln they, park. <laughs> The, yeah, the edge Mar- marijuana. The like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a car kind of piracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these guys, they uploaded, uh, you know, they downloaded so much like questionable uh, music, you know, Marijuanaville by Tenacious D, which isn't a real song, um, <laughs> but it sure is labeled that way. And they just went from ship to ship, downloading all the 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 just worst viruses of the day. Oof. They basically gave all their the their proto computers uh, scurvy, and all the <laughs> all the British ships sank uh, one by one. Mm. And then uh, reminds me lived... of what I did to my parents' computer back in the back in the day. Didn't, didn't we all? <laughs> didn't we all? Hey, I needed. I needed that executioner's song, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who did they all sang while playing like ants marching by the Dave Matthews band, but there's like a weird radio introduction in front of the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried to download some Metallica and Lars Ulrich kicked in my door and then my face. <laughs> yeah. Lars, all, he, he personally destroyed at least five or six of the ships. <laughs> yeah, dude, which was weird, but you know, Time is cyclical, so he and just that's used how he one became of became Saint Anger or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an old uh saint patron saint of the bayou. Uh, <laughs> they said, and all these artists said, Well, this is bad, but surely the next phase of musical streaming will be better for us. <laughs> exactly, precisely. And then they were getting pirated. You know, in in by by a corporation, which is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing gets better. <laughs> nothing gets past them. But you know, they they went back to New Orleans after sinking the entire British naval fleet, and they was they still weren't good guys. They were heroes of eighteen twelve, but then they you know they weren't still good guys. So you might even say that Jean and Pierre Latif Lafitte. Jean and Pierre Lafitte lived crappily ever after. <laughs> Love it. 
Can I ask, did he die in the Yucatan or did he die in the Midwest? Oh, he flipped his Corvette. That's actually how he died. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know where? Probably in Kansas, if I'm guessing, if statistics are a thing. <laughs> the famously treacherous roads of Kansas. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, they. It, it was a weird time for the country. We had just bought most of it from the French, so there was a lot <laughs> of roads to, uh, you know, listen to some Van Halen and <laughs> or do burnouts in your Corvette on. Honestly, he was on so much pseudo at that point that, like, even if that road was not looking as straight as it did to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would just say I've driven through Kansas and I believe you could sleep while driving through that state. (laughs) (laughs) Just tape your hands to the wheel. Yeah. Literally, (laughs) it's a it's a line. Just wake up in Topeka and be like, okay, okay, we're about to hit Missouri. Here we go. Oh, man, uh, we're still in, we ain't in Canarado anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's like, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Th- no, it's just going to say, there's a stretch of Canarado, uh, Kansas and Colorado, for people who don't know, um, where like the first, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour depending on how caffeinated you are and just like the music in the car your general mood that you're like oh this is beautiful and then everything else happens for the next nine hours (laughs) it's it's not a fun drive well we uh have done that drive Mm -hmm. together from i don't remember where we started fort collins to 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 uh lawrence kansas yeah i think we started in littleton but like same diff at that point yeah with a few other people um yeah i've done that drive many times because i have family that lived uh, (laughs) and they died there Uh, i have a couple people who are still alive there lafitte got them yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh Um, mitch thank you thank you um, thank you for letting me speak the truth about Jean and Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> You're well pirate, the pirate brothers of Kansas. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I guess that brings it around to me for the uh, conclusion uh, of the show. Uh, we got um, true and false stories of uh, of the Lafitte brothers. Um, you, you know, might even say it's the agony of Lafitte of the two brother My, pairings. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've covered two brother pairings on the pirate section of this show. And mm-hmm. this is by far the less disturbing one, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is very fucked up. Um, we've been away for a little bit. We've had, uh, you know, difficulties with scheduling for the past few weeks and all that stuff. And uh, whether I want to talk about the slavers who were involved in the political uh, intricacies of the time, or do I want to bring it back on a fun note and talk about the guys who accidentally created WikiFeet, uh, which is in its own way a horrible, horrible scenario? <laughs> um, 
I think I want to go with uh, the latter. I want to go with the, I want to go with the wild story because mm-hmm. we've been away for a minute and uh, it's it's uh, let's 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 get back on the right foot, as it were. <laughs> yeah, it. but we're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Is Wikifeet paywalled? I don't know. I, don't I think, think it's just a I database. Don't, I don't okay. even want to know. That, I don't was, even that wanna... was a pop quiz, really, to see if I could catch either of you out. Uh, <laughs> no, man, it's actually a really intricate, uh, structured system. They got a great. <laughs> you know, I've, 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 I've looked up Wikifeet for very specific reasons, and it's like I'll hear usually comedian podcasters I know who are like somewhat famous mm-hmm. ask like on their show, like, "Am I on Wikifeet?" And so I'll Google like literally like Paul F. Tompkins wiki feet to see if it exists. (laughs) Because I also am curious, like what the level of the the most fascinating thing to me about wiki feet is the level of fame you need to be on it. And -hmm. also the differential in the level of fame between men and women. Yeah. So like Paul Tompkins, probably not on it. Lauren Lapkus, maybe like (laughs) because there is a difference. There is yeah. a difference between yeah, men and women for how fa- how famous you have to be onto that website. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listeners, before you go, Mitch, you uh, this is coming out May twenty seventh, and uh, you're you're headlining uh, Howie's Ralston in Arvada tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, but also you're headlining Lucha Libre and Laughs at the Oriental Theater uh june 2nd right that is that is correct it is lucha libre and laughs 10-year anniversary they're doing a show on june 2nd uh it's going to be me it's going to be sam sisson it is going to be patrick scott and then uh of of course wrestling matches if that's something you're into with stand-up in between each match and then they're doing a a second night uh which is going to be tracy kellett uh uh jose mccall and also Anthony Crawford headlining that second night. Hell yeah. Uh, Lucha Libre and last. It's a great fucking show. previous guests of the show in that lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, check that out if you can. Uh, and Mitch, thank you so much for joining us. Zach, you, sorry, I forgot to throw to Zach for the movie trap plug. I already talked about it earlier. Yeah, that's you, true. You get the idea. Yeah. And I guess it's a movie podcast. I'm on it. If you want to listen to that, you can. If you don't, you don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I'll plug this also. Um, if you're again in the Denver metro area, um, I'm performing Shakespeare in the Park this summer. Um, Whoa! In Clement Park in Jeffco. Um, it's as you like it. Uh, come out. It's July. 21st and 22nd and uh, 28th which, and 29th. What role are you assaying? Uh I am doing uh two roles inhabiting. I'm, yes, I'm I'm living inside um both Duke Senior and Duke Frederick. So both the exiled Duke and the uh usurper Duke. And I assume you're going method around the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm I've banished both Jen and the baby. Um, and, and so 
Really, it's very lonely. Um, Spend a few dirty condoms to them as well for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Holy really, no. really, la- yeah, let it up. <laughs> no, that, I thought you. That's never good advice in any situation. Never no. let it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, never let it up. Never let it up. I thought you were going to say for sure that you were playing brothers. Uh, you were playing a dual role of Jean and Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> No, that's the role you were born to play, baby. <laughs> that's a pretty good McClure, also. Thanks. I've been practicing. <laughs> uh RIP Phil Exclusively Hartman. Simpsons uh impressions. <laughs> that's where you gotta start somewhere. You either have to start at Simpsons or Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> hit me with hit me with your Mo. Give me your Mo. Sorry, Homer. Oh, funny stuff okay. to try. Oh man. Okay, that (laughs) I put you on the spot and you rose to the occasion. So, (laughs) um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. One of our favorite jokes. uh, (laughs) With a Cletus Clancy. (laughs) Well, I'm better Uh, than regular dirt. I'm like that fancy dirt. So I think one of my favorite is Lenny. Hey, I just got here. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. This is quickly devolving into the, hey, remember that podcast? (laughs) And also specifically for people of a certain age, because kids nowadays don't remember The Simpsons when it was good. (laughs) Right. But it might be good again. Unlikely. Honestly, it might come back around at some point in like 50 years. If I were putting money on The Simpsons will get good again or the main cast members will die, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with the main cast members will die. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm I think... semi-shocked none of them have died yet. Well, um, Marshall Wallace died. Yeah. But the family. Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. I think go. once yeah. the family dies, that's going to be like, okay, time to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, I don't want this to happen, but like, yeah, if Nancy Cartwright like fucking beefs it and they have to have a Bart's funeral episode, like, yeah, that's gonna be fucking the the end of the show as a viable yeah, entertainment ar- option. I hope Nancy yeah. Cartwright lives and does not die before this episode is released. Well, I hope uh I I hope that Nancy Cartwright eventually dies because immortality yeah. is a, a curse, a I wish I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's <laughs> on that opinion. note. Listeners. On Nancy Cartwright's mortality. <laughs> on that note, and I'm not gonna back down. You know what, listeners? That's my opinion on Nancy Cartwright's mortality, and I'm not gonna change it. I hope I'm I hope it to is it. finite <laughs> for her own sake. I hope she lives the exact amount of time she would like to. Um unless of unless, unless of course it is like an abominable, like unnatural amount of time where her life is extended by sucking the blood of the young. Uh, Cause I, I don't approve of that. I mean, um, she might, she is a Scientologist. Oh, she is. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I burst oh. your bubble? Oh, well, then now you're it. like, I want her to die right <laughs> now. Just, there's was no she, middle ground here. Was she a Scientologist in 1990? Like seven. I don't know. So, that's another reason why The Simpsons maybe was better then. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we're just 
we're just revelating where this is not revisionist. This is revelationist uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of making shit up Scientology. Uh, <laughs> we've done usually comes back to two episodes on specifically L Ron Hubbard and at least two others about Scientology's schemes. <laughs> so yeah. we uh, are, I guess not a friend of the church. No. Oh. So I guess uh, if your podcast gets, mysteriously deleted from the internet will know who's behind it disney books, um, yeah yes uh, uh, damn you michael HBO eisner Max. yeah <laughs> well uh <clears throat> listeners thank you for joining sorry, us guys we got, no, it's we got okay rambling. <laughs> um that's fun uh mitch thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me again guys i always have a lot of fun yeah always fun having you zach thank you as always good to see you uh, also, possibly uh, Republican lawmakers who outlaw podcasts where you have two dads because Brian and I are both your dad. That's true. Um, and we're very proud of you. Um, speaking of most, I have to, most of you, I do have to go tend to a baby who is apparently losing her goddamn mind. All right. Uh, tend, tend that baby. Uh, have a good time. Welcome back. Have a good time.